All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Iger, and I am joined today by my co-host, Junaid. Junaid, how are you? Hey, man. I'm doing all right. Excellent job. And we also have our special guest. Well, special because she is the one who is versus us. Fatima. Fatima, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. It's Sunday, so uh, there's no class. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> uh, all right. So thank you so much for joining me for, uh, for today. Um, what we're going to do here is we're going to be talking about the movie Parasite, which has had a lot of awards given out to it. Uh, and I would say well-deserved because it is quite interesting. Now, in this podcast of ours, we would like to give it up for Fatima because she hasn't heard of Parasite, or at least you haven't watched it before our recommendations. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So I saw that this movie was getting awards, but because I'm not really a movie buff, I was like, whatever, it might just be another hype, so I didn't bother to look into it. So I finally watched it yesterday, and it's pretty good. Okay. Um, I just have a quick question for you then. Because sure. uh, we recommended it to you, but before that, have you watched trailers about it? Have you seen like like YouTube's short videos about it before or not really? Well, I've seen the trailers because it'll constantly be playing on YouTube when I watch videos or do other stuff. Like there's, the, they have posters on the subway, you know, it's advertised. So I have seen the posters and ads for it, but I just didn't bother to look into it. But yeah, so so yeah. Yeah, especially after the one after they won the uh, the award, like it was everywhere for a little while. You just heard about it everywhere. Yeah. Yes, another thing about movies is that so what I find is the ones that are overhyped, they mm-hmm. tend to disappoint me the most. <laughs> um, this, and and how do you feel about this one though? This one's really good. I really liked it. Um, the way the movie is put together, it's it's quite genius because he combines all the different components like light, water. He has a lot of different symbols as well. And it's put together in a way it just it it brings out the point of the movie, which is an issue on the different on the classes on different classes in that in that um environment. I think overall put together it was really good. Mm-hmm. And it definitely it definitely does deserve the awards that it got because it was captivating. It's real like from the moment I watched it, like starting it and towards the end, I didn't actually like turn my laptop off or go get a coffee mm-hmm. or do anything. I just sat there You're watching just gripped. it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I couldn't leave my yeah, it was really, really good. Thank you for the suggestion, Sinead. <laughs> got it. No, only the best. <laughs> uh, this is well, not one out of two so far. All right. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, Oh, God. Uh, Sorry. I was just going to say that uh, for those listening, we are going to be talking about the movie. So, heavily, heavy spoilers ahead. Um, Janae, since. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Like, this this isn't like a movie podcast or anything. We're just talking about random topics. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, Janae, since you're kind of like the expert out of the three of us here, can you just give us like a brief like plot summary of what happens and then maybe go on to one of the things that you really want to talk about about the movie dang sure yeah i'll try uh so the movie follows um 
a poor family living in their semi basement as they, uh, I guess you could say, invade a rich family's household by um, replacing their their uh, staff essentially, right? And and they take the places of their previous staff members in order to kind of, uh, well, make money off of them, right? However, uh, you know, a few dark secrets are revealed throughout the movie and we find out that their plan isn't as foolproof as they might expect. And I think that, yeah, without, I guess, spoiling anything. Well, I guess we're going to be spoiling. Yeah, you can spoil everything. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, the dark, the dark secrets about you know the 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 couple living under their house uh, creates a lot more than a little bit of an issue for for the poor family, and we just try to see them desperately, you know, hold on to whatever plan that they've got going on until eventually it ends with uh, with them. Yeah. yeah, it ends with the daughter dying and. And uh, the family being broken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, with that said, uh, I wanted to talk about a few things about the movie myself. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that really they kind of put onto you are the smell, like the smell motif. As well as the what do you call it? Is it like the viewing stone or like it's yeah. like some kind of like you know object? Yeah. I don't I, I don't remember what they called it. I think they called it a viewing stone or like a scholar stone, something like that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So right. uh, big rock. Yeah. Yeah. So with the uh I'm just gonna call it the viewing stone, right? So with the viewing <laughs> stone, they were very direct with it with saying that it's very metaphorical what it does what it did right yeah uh, we see that it kind of starts the movie like uh it, it's the whole thing that drives the plot at the beginning and at the very end it still shows up there um because it is trying to be metaphorical what do you think it's trying to represent uh in the movie who me or fitting i mean either uh, you you could start, Janaid. I, I can start it. Right, like, yes. <laughs> no, actually, I'd rather you start and like, give me some of your initial thoughts and we can kind of talk about uh, yeah. What do you think of us? Well, well the thing just a heads up, I'm not an English major, so my analysis <laughs> may be a bit superficial. Just, just, no, it'll, get better, it'll get better at time, but for now, it's been a while. So what I see with the viewing stone, it's, it's more of like a hope for the family that good mm. times will come. So when they first got the stone, it was presented to them in a way that it was just before Min, mm -hmm. um, the son's, his, his rich best friend. Well, not his rich best friend, but like his, he, the one that's better off. His rich friend, He gave yeah. it to them. Yeah. But he also gave him that job simultaneously. So it's in a way like, it's like a positive interaction. So he sees that stone as something positive, as something that will bring good joys or good tidings into his life. Mm -hmm. And once we see that he does get that job and he notices that, um, like the thing is that this family is very manipulative. If you really notice it, especially the daughter, she, the way she talks, it's, to, it's when I was watching the movie, it sounds fakeish. Yeah. But like the people in the movie, 
couldn't like even see past their eyes like that that was happening anyways mm-hmm. going back to this to the stone so throughout the movie like in the first i think in the first hour of the movie is all good things that's happened to the family so they get that stone he gets a job his sister gets recruited and then the dad gets recruited and then the mother gets recruited and I think that's when it all stops because in the second half of the movie, we see that even though it's considered good luck, at the end, it was the demise of, um, it almost killed the son because he took the stone downstairs, I think. I'm not sure if it it was to kill the people or to give, to like, or to hand off that stone to them as like a good luck for the people downstairs. But it, it op- opened the opportunity for them to escape and pretty much just kill and start and pretty much just end that end that scene, right? So in a way, it brought joy, but it also brought brought like the end of them. So even though it's it it can be seen as something metaphorical or something um, that ha- that brings good benefits, it has a yin and a yang. So it has both a positive and negative effect, if you know what I mean. So that's how I interpret it as. And because that they achieved, like, they got these jobs through, like, terrible methods, it's like a bit of karma for them, in my opinion. So The Rock was, like, their, um, their be- it benefited them, too, but also was their demise. That's how I see the stone. Yeah, no, you nailed it. Uh, and more or that, less, yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. And at the end, he also releases it as if it's as like to some degree, it's like a curse that it's released. It's no longer attached to him, and he like moves on with his life. Mm-hmm. So I think at that point, he just lets his stone go and just decides to earn like his living the proper way. But we'll talk more about that later. But anyways, that's how I see his stone as. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, you nailed it. That's really it. You should have. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad. Uh... <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't go into English as like your major because I can see you finishing it and it would have been such a waste of your time, dude. Oh, sorry. But no, oh, like, huh? no, as in like she would have she would have been good at it and then she would have followed through, and uh, I think uh, yeah, career in in chem would have been much better for you than English. Uh, that's so jokes because you nailed it. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Oh. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have, uh, do you have anything else to add? No, not well. I mean, no, nothing that I want to kind of like build upon. That I think is super, super necessary. Okay, it, all right. Um, you're right. Like it represented like this hope. Like he was. At, I I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, but like his aspiration, right? Like to to want okay. to want to kind of move up into the into the wealthy family uh, or yes. into the. Uh, like the wealthy social class, right? And then, and then as the movie kind of goes on, it 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 slowly um, becomes like this this uh, representation of like his his desperation, right? Like he just couldn't let yeah. it go, right? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I yeah, do, like I do want to add for that one mm-hmm. that um, like I agree with you that it represented like wealth and his aspirations, but yeah. something that I noticed after watching it a second time was that mm. in the scene when um, their semi-basement was getting flooded, yeah, there was a scene specifically where the stone is floating mm-hmm. up 
And you know, something that heavy, right? If it was actually real, something that heavy would sink. And I think it's kind of like interesting that it was floating up, kind of to show you that it was fake in a sense that it's not real wealth that you're getting from this thing. Just something that I noticed so, watching oh, I again. See. Yeah. So you're yeah, so you're saying it's like an illusion, right? To some degree. Yeah, some kind of illusion. Okay. All right. Ooh, maybe. I mean, you're right. Originally, uh, I think I was reading that like the director thought to himself that it would be cool if the rock floated up out of the water, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So he made that change. I think originally, like it was supposed to bump him in the leg or something, and then he's supposed to find it. Uh, but then they changed this so that it would like rise up out of the water, and then he just kind of like picks it up. And you're right. Like, there's no way. A rock that heavy would just float out of the water. Why oh, was that like a memorable scene for you? Uh, well, it was more memorable because of like what was happening during that scene. Mm-hmm. I just remembered like the lights flickering around it, and you mm-hmm. can see a clear mm-hmm. line between the light, uh, the darkness basically of what is being shown, and yeah. where the father was, which was in the light, mm-hmm. just asking him, "What are you doing?" You know. It was just such clear like light direction in that scene so it really popped out oh, yeah. in my... true actually that's a good point yeah mm-hmm. even the whole like the whole movie kind of like does interesting things with like that's why i like i really like the movie i don't know it was such a it was such like a ride like i didn't feel like anything was taken for granted you know what i mean no, especially, like, especially sorry especially the first scene when he goes for the interview Mm-hmm. And you notice that the the directors they take they like typically um that the the mother would have just came in through the door, but they purposely panned the panned the um panned the video to her sleeping yeah. outside. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because I I was reading this online as well because we were later on in the movie the old housekeeper she kept her husband in the basement she would feed him because. He, he was wanted by police, right? Mm-hmm. So the plum extract that she always made the um that she made her boss for, um, she would put some drugs in it. So in that scene, if you look back, you'll see a bottle of drugs beside the plum extract, and she would sedate her so that she could go downstairs, feed her husband, and come back upstairs. Not anyone seeing it. I actually thought she was taking them herself. No, no, no. She's purpose. It's purposely given to her. Remember how she's not good at in the kitchen at all. So she doesn't really do anything in the kitchen. Everything in the kitchen is controlled by the housekeeper. So in a way, it's some form of control that this poor lady has over the rich person. It's pretty interesting. Anyways, back to um our topic. True. Okay, so I try. Yeah, that's something really interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that yeah. one. I thought she was doing doing it herself. Uh, no, that's what, yeah, that's what I assumed as well. But then once I started being into it, it kind of did make more sense. Like especially after like the ending part, it made far more sense because the son, mm. remember how he had nightmares of this white ghost? Yeah, it's her. It's the housekeeper's husband. So he yeah. wasn't able to. Yeah, he wasn't able to sit the kid, but he was able to. She was able to sedate the mother instead. So the mother was like, "No, this makes all sense. The kid is just being a kid. He just saw something weird." Right, kids are kids, so yeah, yeah, anyways, 
Mm, damn. That's like, I didn't know that, right? See what I mean? Like, every time I talk about this movie, it's always something that pops up. Right. Oh, yeah. There's, I'm going to assume there's much more than that as well. So, anyways. It's like, uh, I think the, the thing I like the most about that scene, like somebody pointed out, I think I was watching a YouTube video about it a while ago. And like, as soon as they mentioned it, I couldn't stop seeing it. But in that scene, um, when you see uh, like you look at at the mom and the maid outside in the garden, right, while the mom's sleeping, um, you see like a line, right, between uh, you see a line between I think it was like the maid and and the mom, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And then since that scene, every time you see uh, the mom and and Kiwu talking, there's like there's a line somewhere in the scene just between them, right? Right after that, there's a line. It's like the fridge doors. They create a line between Kiwu and the mom. And then as they're going up, up the stairs, there's a line between uh, between them, like in the middle of the stairs. And then when they're walking down the hall, there's a line on the ground and on the ceilings. I never noticed. That's interesting. It's the yeah. same thing with like with the next topic we're going to be talking about, the smell, right? Mm-hmm. Because no matter how much they work, like, although they're working for a rich family, um, the, f- the thing that distincts them, that still separates them from them is the smell. Because, like, if you think about it now, I'm yeah. assuming they shower regularly as well, so they're able to get remove that stink. But right. no amount of soap or fragrance can disguise who they truly are. So in a way, I just find it interesting. It's just that... The rich are able to notice the smell, but the poor cannot. Like they're surprised that they notice that the rich are noticing this issue with them, right? For them, it's normal, but for the rich people, it's as if they're able to um, isolate who is not supposed to be in their um, circle of friends, right? Oh, jokes! Yeah, so, like a very primal sort of thing. Like they can smell them out. Weird. Yeah, initially, yeah. Initially, when I when I when this when they kept bringing this up, I'm like, okay, maybe they're going crazy because it can't be that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, because smell does go away, but it's more of I think they mean it. How do I explain it? It's just. Well, I think like the smell was also very metaphorical, right? About the yeah, that, yeah. Uh, like upper class versus lower class because. Um, when uh, Mr. Park was talking about it, he says it's like the smell of people who use the subway, right? Which is something like rich people, I guess. You know, I don't really know much about South Korea, but I guess rich people don't use the subway at all when it comes to them. And so it was kind of showing like the difference between the upper class and the lower class. And to them, you know, the the lower class they smell of that of that need for money kind of thing whereas the upper class um you know they just don't really have a certain smell on them i guess you could say i think there was also like a scene when um when the dad was driving mrs park um and then i think she had her feet up right which was like kind of smelly i guess i don't know Um, but you can see that in the the dad's eye he wasn't really paying attention to that smell. He was smelling his own shirt during that scene. So like he is paying more, uh, more attention to his smell, right? To the lower classes yeah. compared to the upper class. 
also in that scene she does notice that smell and like she does it quietly but she plucks her nose yeah it's towards the end of the scene yeah and she rolls down the window and she rolls down the window yeah. <laughs> she does that too yeah i think it's also really interesting with the whole smell thing again that the opening and uh closing shot is with the semi-basement right mm-hmm. and they're hanging their oh, yeah. socks to dry uh to the sun to the uh to the window of their semi-basement and mm-hmm. you know those th- you know socks they're they're very smelly i would imagine so yes <laughs> yeah but it's a really great way for them to kind of or well i guess it's a really great way for the movie to show just how close the families have gotten right to be like they can literally smell each other right it's it's like a very personal thing right uh right yeah oh yeah you know identifying and, someone's smell and also the kids notice the smell more than the adults so in like this the little kid the son he yeah. notices the smell first and the parents obviously they're they're not happy with what he's saying because it's disrespectful, right? Mm-hmm. But soon they notice that as well. So in this movie, it's that the little children, the kids said that don't have too much um, experience with the outside world. Yeah. Because kids just speak their mind. They don't care if they hurt your feelings. They're very blunt and they say, they knew what they say. So the things that the kids say is that they know they could see the fakeness and the, manip- the manipulation in the sister the art the art teacher um immediately but the mother is so oblivious to that and the father to some degree is also oblivious but he has more of a uh, pre he's more cautious about it right but he still does give in at the end so i don't i don't know if he can necessarily like see the manipulation or anything like that he because like he just notices a smell right he doesn't he doesn't make any he doesn't say anything about it he's no. just like oh, they smell the same you know um it's yeah it's, but like Hmm. To some, sorry, to some degree, he's more, um, he's more logical. He he tends to think of it. He he thinks of it more than the mother. The mother just accepts as it's just some sound their day. She it's, it's as if she doesn't care. She doesn't care at all. She probably doesn't, right? But it was it was interesting no, because that moment was like a really good way for them to like push the plot. Okay, it's oh, like yeah, uh, sure. yeah, right. It's like oh, there's a new issue that that pops up, and they gotta kind of deal with that too. So I thought, like, yeah, smell really, like, it just, uh, it did play a whole bunch of roles. And I think my favorite thing about it is, like, um, dang, I can't remember what the, the dad's name is, Mr. Park, right? When he talks about how he tech, the, the father of the, the Kim family, and how his smell, like, crosses the line, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which kind of ties, again, back into this whole line thing, right? It, uh it plays like it plays uh well it shows up as like imagery right even even the scene yeah. where Kitek meets mr park you see mr park in his um in his meeting and then Kitek is sitting outside and there's just this line in the in the window between them right so it comes back but uh but like yeah uh, you know uh, among all the different things like across the line, it's smell, right? And yeah, another interesting thing is at the end, the smell, pretty much to some degree, um, when the Mr. Park meets the husband of the old housekeeper, mm-hmm. so like he's like the smell is just so disgusting, like he recognizes it immediately, right? Yeah, it's so the smell of- in 
work. Yes, yes. But but in the end, the smell connects both of the poor families together because the uh, Mr. Kim yeah. ends up stabbing him because I think at that point it triggered the, like he's he he's, wasn't happy with exactly he snapped. So in the in the end, smell connected the two poor people. Well, not physically, but to some degree, connected them back together because at that point they realized that. No matter what they do, they're never going to be part of that family. The family is just going to use them for what they need, and that's all. Yeah, it's like it's like while while they can look a certain way, while they can act a certain way, they will always oh, yeah. be something, right? That will, you know, so yeah, so characterize them as yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's just just to show like how it 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 really kind of you know sends home the point that. Uh, the point of the movie, like one of the themes that, like you know, poverty seldom escapes, um, or sorry, people in poverty seldom escape their situation. Like they're they're going to be stuck there usually, right? And they're they're yeah, not going in... to make it into the wealthy class. Oh yes, and I think I watched a I think this was like a YouTube video of the director speaking to the media about the ending. Mm-hmm. He said that for um, the son, Keith. To actually buy that house, it would take him 564 years just to get just to buy it on its own from what from what he's starting with. So it's it's basically impossible for like a poverty in for a family that that lives well below the poverty line to actually mm-hmm. go up. It's going to take a lot of generations before anything happens. So yeah, man. Uh, it, it, I think it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, the song that plays in the ending credits, like the first one, was written by the director yeah. and it was sung by, um, by the the lead uh, actor, right? The key Q, right? Uh, it was sung oh. sung by him. Yeah, and in in that song, it's it's giving us the perspective of 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 that of that character and how after the events of the movie, he just works at. He just works like labor jobs, right? Just menial labor, cleaning and all oh, that. Yeah. Working really hard, trying to save up money to buy the house. But yeah, it, and then he mentions how it would actually take him 564 years in, in order to be able to do so. Right. Yeah, and that's, yeah, and that scene was a dream, by the way, because he was oh, yeah. writing to his dad. And so it's, it's not real. Because no, at that's... the end, it, yeah, at the end, it pans down back to the first scene of like, the ha- the semi um, underground home mm-hmm. with him still living there. So, yeah, yeah, and, and I then think you also mm-hmm. you also see the dad, like the mm-hmm. the dad, Mister Kim, replaced the old housekeeper's husband. So in a in a way, everybody in the everybody in the home was to replace somebody, and one person had to suffer the most, which was the dad. Right. So instead of facing mm. the police, he just hid. Or as yeah. the, or as his wife would say, he hid like a cockroach. <laughs> I like that line. Yeah, the cockroach. I line. know. It was, it was so like the foreshadowing was amazing. Was on point. I know. Yeah, well, oh yeah. I was like, dang. What did you think about that scene, Iger? With the One like, they're all just where they're the just chilling in the house. Yeah. Um, I really liked how just before that they were living a life of luxury, right? Mm. And then right after that scene, um, is when they kind of meet the uh the people from the basement, 
mm-hmm. the the old maid as well as her husband. And I think uh, along with that, you also see again the line um, being drawn between them, right? So these are people who live in a semi-basement versus people mm-hmm. who have lived in an actual basement. There's also that difference in their societal class once again. And I love how the mother, right, her line is like, we're not needy like you guys, is kind of like mm-hmm. what she said, which is completely untrue because they're completely dependent, right? They're parasites mm-hmm. to these upper class people. And just with that, mm-hmm. I ruined my audio because someone sent me a Steam invite. Very cool. I probably got background noise going on too. My bird's been chirping, you know. It's all good. Um, but yeah, so like, I really like that whole thing, and I felt so bad for the um, for the old couple from there, right? Like these were people who completely understood what was happening. She had like no like, um, what's the word? She had like no um, aggression towards the new maid taking her job. Right? She just wanted to be satisfied with her life of like providing for her husband. She was me uh, thinking about like giving them like a small amount of money like every month to feed the husband, yeah. right? Even though they live in this completely poverty line. And then also the reminder but- that the... Um... So let me just finish this one last thing. Um, yeah, sorry. yeah with the whole reminder about uh the debt uh the loan sharks like the uh the old maid comes in with her face all like beaten up like you can see it's a bit um round uh which just shows you that four years from now right they also mentioned it four years since the beginning they still are dealing with these debt collectors they are still reminded of their past um, so I think it was really, really like powerful in the sense of how you know, just because they felt like they were upper class in this case, when truly they they had the same smell, right? No one mentioned anything about smell in that scene. They were still all below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is that it all got ruined because the entire family was because they were like eavesdropping, they all fell down. And the old housekeeper then realized that this was the entire family that was being parasitic, just like how they're being parasitic to the family. That's so karma, after that, yeah. So after that, that's when the lady got really mean, and she like she took a video, but it was deleted, I guess, because they like tied them both down or whatnot. So yeah, they fought for it, the for the. Oh yeah, they yeah they would have. Um, gotten away with it if the that if those three people did not fall down with them so they could yeah they could have easily lived a um an illusion but things happen so it made the movie much better actually so i'm kind of oh, happy yeah. it did but oh yeah would you i love that hmm. so i just want to ask you Janine, do yeah. you think that that scene because we talked about how close they were before right as mm-hmm. a family they were very close do you think that scene showed that just because because of how close their family was that they had to fall back to the poverty line they couldn't rise up because like fatima said if the family wasn't there or if they just didn't care about what was happening they would have maintained this uh illusion that they had who who is they uh the The family uh, the The kim family family. yeah okay 
Um, no, I, I don't understand your question. Could you say it again? So, like, the Kim family is very tight. They're very close to each other, mm-hmm. right? They have the same smell, you could say. Um, do you think that them, um, with them being found out was because they wanted to kind of snoop and see what was happening? That as a family, they felt together. Whereas if it was only the mom there, if they were just doing things, if they were being very distant, like the, uh, like the uh, Park I family, because right? yeah. the Park family, they're just, they live in their own uh, rooms, right? They don't, yeah. they don't really show them together aside from like a few scenes that if they, if they were to mimic those people, if they mm-hmm. weren't as close as a family, that this whole thing would never have broken. The illusion wouldn't have broken. Oh, for sure, right? It, it, even the whole illusion thing, it's... it's. Um, I don't know if I can say, like, oh, they could have planned better. I mean, they should have, right? Which kind of makes that whole scene with them, you know, drinking a little bit more important. Because they, they knew that if, if, the, if, if the Park family came back, they'd be in, in trouble, right? Which is, mm-hmm. which is why I liked it, because they, they mentioned that, right? They were like, if they come back, we're screwed right uh and and then the whole thing with the you know the maid coming back and trying to deal with her husband and then getting found out it completely distracts you from the fact that the park family could be back at any time and then these guys would be completely helpless they'd be in a lot of trouble right but that scene is so tense that we in like at least for me like i completely forgot about it that they warned us like hey they could be back at any time it's raining pretty hard right so when they came back i couldn't i couldn't even I felt I felt like silly for being surprised because I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like <laughs> they told us this would happen, but I was surprised regardless. Like that's that's just how like, I I don't know. That's it's just how well that scene was. Like how well done that scene was. Like I was completely captivated by. It. I completely forgot. But um, as far as like, you know, would they have been uh, in a better spot if they weren't so close? Like oh for sure, right? Uh, but I guess that's kind of the point, right? Like their their hubris made them uh stupid i guess right like they just felt too confident they felt like uh you know they had complete control like they had outsmarted everyone that their plan was perfect right which goes back to what the dad was saying about how like the best plan is no plan at all it's no plan at all right also if you mm. sorry janae also if you think about it this is like the first good thing that has happened to them in a while right so it's like in the sense that for once they're happy so if like they build all this um confidence Mm -hmm. and they just get quite cocky about it so i think they just got too cocky and they planned like all the small details to the point that even the son was mentioning, if I marry her, I'm going to have to hire a new dad and new mom because you can't save their family, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh, in a sense, yeah, so in a sense, with all this planning, it creates a lot of issues later on because let's say, well, they're lying, right? So mm-hmm. like one lie builds a thousand lies. So it's very hard to keep your storyline straight if you're just bluffing all the time, right? So in the long run, I don't think this would have been sustainable. They would have immediately figured something out at one point. The dad, not the mom so much, but the kids for sure, right? So mm. The kids for sure? A... I don't know about that. Oh. I think the parents would have figured it out. Before the kids not, would... not, not the mom. The mom is 
it's she's an airhead like not to oh, be for sure. that, like she, she like i don't like i understand her purpose in this movie is not not to really care about anything just as long as she lives a good um rich life she's happy but the dad might have figured it out but maybe he well it might have taken him some time anyways that was all i was gonna say um yeah no 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 for sure i agree uh i I don't know, yeah. Alright, um, one thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about was the whole mm-hmm. premise of this movie, right? The whole premise is that, you know, you know, your friend recommends you to work at a job, and through recommendations, you can get a job, that's fine. Um, but the whole plot of this is like, through a series of recommendations, everyone in the family gets hired to work for the parks. I, I'm just wondering to you guys, there's a certain level of suspension of disbelief that you have to put for movies, for sure. But how realistic do you think this is in real life? Like, for, for example, if I was to say, Janae, you know, yeah. I think Janae could be a really good teacher that I get Janae a job. What are, do you think the chances of Janae also getting someone he knows to work uh, at the same company? I think it's fairly likely, you know, isn't like, isn't that the the way things work these days that's literally how networking functions right people um get jobs based on who they know uh so that's why i'm like i don't think it's actually too far-fetched to to think of a situation like this like obviously the the whole the situation the whole plan of of them kind of getting the old maid fired is you know maybe not the most realistic but i can still see it like i i didn't have to be like wow i can't believe this is happening i'm just Mm -hmm. it was it was more like you know uh wow they pulled it off like it it was more like you know a genuine like uh amazing an actual plan that you can see coming into fruition yeah like i wasn't i wasn't doubting it right so i i do think it's totally possible like what do you think well i'm like Yes and no on that. In the sense, yes, you could get a job with recommendations. I mean, that's how I know a lot of people they got their first jobs based on that. However, in their situation, the amount of planning that they did to get rid of the other person that they wanted to out to replace, mm-hmm. that's kind of I mean, that's a bit extra. I don't I, I that's quite extreme in my opinion. Like in those cases, I don't think like with those circumstances the plans would have worked out, but it did. But because it did, it did. Um, but I think the movie is just trying to show that, although to an extreme point, like to an to an extreme point, um, recommendations do get you and do get your way through life, but um, it, they only do so much, right? Because yeah. let's say they realize you're just terrible or you lied, or in this case, that dad killed the um, the dad killed the other dad. Like in this situation, even though they're there, he recommended his entire family. At the end, they lost everything. So it it does help, but like given the movie circumstances and how they achieved it, I don't think it would have worked in real life. I thought it was actually. Uh, on the side with Janaid here, actually, that mm-hmm. this is something very plausible because 
um, first of all, the recommendations were fairly close, right? Besides for Jessica, yeah. the sister, they did have sort of the qualifications needed, right? Um, he was someone who had done the SATs or whatever the equivalent was in the movie. Um, the dad was an actual valet, like someone who worked um, driving oh, people. Yeah. And then the mom was, you know, stay-at-home mom, or rather was like a housemaid, which, a, you know. A home cook, yeah, a home cook, yeah. yeah. She was pretty accomplished, too, though. At the beginning, you see her, like, you know, and her medals and all that stuff. Yeah, she had a medal. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that up, too, oh, yeah. that they did have these qualifications, but it wasn't that they were comp- that they were incompetent, right? That wasn't the problem. Mm. The problem no. was that they just couldn't close the social line no matter what they did. Like, like as Fatima said, like it takes multiple generations of families in order to cross that line. It doesn't just happen in a flash like that. Right? So I thought it was just interesting to bring up. But um, I don't know. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on the movie? Like, would you give it a 10 out of 10? Would you give it a 9 out of 10? What are your closing thoughts for the movie, Fatima? Well, I, I generally love this movie. Like, initially, I was skeptical because I thought it was COVID-related. <laughs> because, like, of the, because, of, uh, because it was named Parasite, right? So I thought, oh, it must be related to COVID. But halfway through the movie, I realized there was, there was no virus coming out. It was the people being parasitic. Yeah. So overall, yeah. with the whole metaphors and the symbolism and the motifs, like, put together with the lighting and the different shots and like all these components that the director took into consideration. It's like overall, I would say it's an 11 out of 10 if we could give it more because it was beautifully wow. written and Damn, yeah. it's really, yeah. It's just the movie, it makes you think a lot, right? So it, I didn't anticipate the ending, but it was a surprise ending. I was happy with it. So yeah, how about you, Junaid? How do you think, how do you feel about the movie? Man, I, I've seen this movie like six times or something, right? <laughs> six or seven, I don't even know. But like, each time, like the ending just like shook me, bro. So, uh, it's, it's like, it's like really brutal and like, uh, and I guess a little, yeah, it is, it is pretty sad, right? Um, because like, there's no way. And, and we've already talked about this that that he'd be able to get the house back, right? Um, yeah, it's all so real. Like it's like if you, you know, uh, you know, if you live in, in like that, in that like I guess social class, it, it really does feel like you know there's nothing you can do. You know, uh, and and it wasn't. It, it doesn't even feel like, you know, when you think about the title, like oh yeah, they're they're parasites or anything like that. Like they they're just regular people. Right. For most of them, I mean, they're very smart, but for the most of the movie, like it's, there are no like, like, like villains. What did you guys think? Like, is there a villain in the movie? That was my question I was going to ask. Who do you think is the true parasite in this movie? That's what I'm saying, if there right? there is one. Like, yeah. who is the true parasite in the movie? They're all just people. You know what I mean? They're just trying their best. Uh, and it's just something really bad ended up happening. Um. And and that's why it was like, I don't know, it was it was really painful. If anything, the villain was the mom. You know, she, she was so mean to that maid lady when she came, and I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe she did that. Nothing uh, nice well, maid lady. 
that that scene like hurt me, bro. I was like, damn, I can't believe she talked yeah. like that. Um, because the sorry, the old couple, they're happy with how they're living. They yeah. refuse to break that, like to to go past that line, so to speak, right? But with the Mr. Kim's family, they wanted more. They didn't want to just settle for below them. They wanted to be equal to them. Yeah. But towards the end of the movie, that's when he realized it's never going to happen. So I think that's why he stabbed him because he more or less was done. That's what. Yeah, I, I mean, that. his daughter is dying <laughs> in front of him, right, literally freaking <laughs> out, and he's like, "This oh. man wants the key," and he's holding his nose, like, like you know, he's he's just everything goes red. Yeah, in a way, this movie this movie reminds me of like Joker. The recent one, the one that's recent, um, the one when not the one where he like he destroys everything, the one that he it gives like backstory of his problems. Like I don't know which Joker movie I'm talking about, but the most recent one. Yeah. Like this movie, in a way, is similar to that because it talks about classes as well in that, right? So, it like this movie somewhat remind me of Joker to some degree towards that ending. So mm-hmm. yeah, they both live in a society. Yeah. Oh yeah. They both have uh, issues. <laughs> um, no, I agree. Yeah, I think I think I they came on the same year too. No, I I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Or like within two years of one. Yeah, another. 2019. So that's and then quite, was 2019. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. All right, yeah. so it's not too long. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I you're right. I think it is kind of convenient. It did come out at the same time. And yeah, I can see the parallels too. A little bit different, but it, it definitely does talk about uh, class quite a bit. Oh, yeah. What'd you think, Iger? What'd you think of the ending? Uh, or like any thoughts in general? Like, um, for me, the movie was really well done. I think yeah. in a cinetom- cinematographic point of view, uh, it was done really, really well. Like I said, like the whole thing with the lighting, the camera angles that they used to show all of the lines in the scenes. I think it was really well done in terms of that. And it's a movie that has a lot of uh, replayability as well. Because you don't catch all these things on your first time, right? Um, I had a lot of fun um, watching this for a second time. Um, compared to my first one, knowing just like the plot and getting to focus more on the more detailed elements of the movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. It's really great. If I was to give it a score, uh, I don't know, probably probably close to like a 9 out of 10. Damn, what's a 10 out of 10? Now I have to know. A 10 out of 10? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's hard to give those out. That's like the perfect one. I will say that in terms of the technicality of this movie, it's way better than my favorite. My favorite movie is Logan, the one about Wolverine. Um, but I can fairly say that, like, Parasite is a way better movie than mm. Logan. Yeah. I like Logan too, yeah. I, I was like, yo, Parasite's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, um, that's great. What was I going to say? Uh, you were talking about, oh yeah, the replayability. I don't know, that was funny to me. But yeah, it's like a good book, eh? You can just keep reading it and watching it. Um, yeah. uh, Fatima mentioned the Joker. Do you have any other like films that you could say you would recommend people who have just watched Parasite? Uh, Janine? 
Oh, for me? Uh, I had one at the beginning and then I forgot. Dang, we talked. Did I, did I mention it? No, you didn't. I, don't think I didn't? That's, that's really bad yeah. of me. Um, yeah, I mean, you can mention your recommendations and I'll see if I can remember mine. Okay. Uh, one movie that I would recommend for people who love Parasite, um, completely different in terms of um, the genre here, but there is a movie called, um, I think it's called Bad Genius. It is about um, a bunch of students trying to cheat their way through an exam and kind of shows how they're trying to be method uh, methodical with it. Um, the reason why I'm recommending it with this one is because Parasite is a non-English movie, right? It was made in South Korea. Uh, it, um, sorry, Bad Genius is also, I believe it was made in Thailand, I think. Um, I don't yes, think there's it's... any English subs to it as well, but it's a really good movie, I would recommend. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, I was going to mention Snowpiercer uh, by oh, the yeah. same director. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually seen it, uh, but while I was like reading up on this movie, I, I learned a lot about Snowpiercers, and I think at some point I, I want to watch it. Um, but if it's by this guy, I, I, uh, it being a bad movie, I think it'll be a pretty good movie. Also, Captain America is in it, so. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Um, all right. I think that's about it. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? No, I think. No, I think we covered as much as we can without making the say lecture. <laughs> all right then. Well, that's it for today.